Hey, this is Litecoin Moses with Dollar Cost Crypto. I'm here with Clark Kent. What's up, man? Litecoin Moses, what up? Hey, what's up, man? Just uh, fucking uh, drooling over these wearables, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Market getting hot. Been crazy, dude. Crazy. I literally didn't think that like um, it had been pumping this hard this soon. You know, like um, I, I was kind of guesstimating sometime maybe after May, maybe maybe into June or July during the summer months or something. But like it, um, we essentially just got a, almost like a four a x on a lot of wearables, and then almost like a ten x on all the other wearables on the uh, on some of the uh, shirts. Yeah, man. I think what people have been seeing is what happens when you burn through kind of the initial supply. You know, and, and so you, you, you look at any given item and between, I don't know, 25 and 100 mana, there was a ton of whatever, maybe uh, mana shirts or, or hats or whatever it might be. Um, and then you get to 100 and all of a sudden the supplies burned up. And so you, you the next one's at 125, the next one's at 135, the next one's at 150 and you get to like two or 300 real quick. And I think that's what happened with the launch shirts. They're just wasn't enough supply to, to meet the demand. And it kind of got to the point where, you know, people want them, but, but they're just not available. You know, the market yeah. and the supply is gone. Yeah. I mean, and I, me, Maddie, I think it was, I think it was Matt. I heard the originally the, the, the whole launch shirt idea with from Maddie, but then me and Frankie, well, me and Amrak and a bunch of other people. I mean, I started telling, I started telling everybody about it and stuff and everything. And I, I mean, uh, I think even Frankie got a couple lucky for him and stuff, and then Maddie picked up some. But, um, you know, I saw the value early on. I mean, just the, the minute, like, Maddie said something about, like, it being – he kind of linked it to RuneScape shirts, to RuneScape yeah. – um, the, the RuneScape hats, the party hats. Party and hats. It, clicked in, it clicked in my head. It clicked in my head because I used to play – you know, I used to play RuneScape when I was a kid. So that totally made sense to me. And then, you know, like, I had extensive experience in the, in the World of Warcraft, like, markets and everything. And I was like, wow, dude, yeah. this is going to be gigantic. Because if, if you if imagine merging all that information, plus you know about, you know, deflationary currencies, like something like Bitcoin and Litecoin, then you know what it means to have a cap supply and how crazy that can be. Yeah. And I, I think one thing that people don't, I mean, there, there's a couple things that when I, because I've talked to some people about the launch shirts who are a little bit new and, and they're wondering, you know, why are these things going up like crazy? And, you know, they say, well, there's 5,000. Well, the reality, in my view, at least, is that there's not 5,000. You know, first of all, they were only distributed through the launch. So, so the only amount that was distributed was distributed to players, you know, opening the treasure chest. So last I checked, and I think this, was, this is right, there were just a little under 3,900 that were actually minted. Uh, which is something you can check on on OpenSea. It's just you kind of got to sort it in a certain way so that you can see the most recent one. But then when you do that, and, and I think we've talked about this before, is w- once you get past that layer, you got to account for all the people. And I think they had like 7,000 people come in for the launch. And and so you get you get all these people who came for the launch got a couple launch shirts, and then just abandoned their accounts. They weren't interested in the game. They didn't come back. They did whatever. They were just coming for, you know, whatever free mana they could get, and the wearables didn't matter to them. So, you know, you look at the distribution of these shirts, and a ton of them are just sitting on dead accounts that haven't been touched, and who knows, you know, if someone's going to touch them. And I think 
frankly, that's that's the case for all all of the launch items, which is why I've been kind of high on on the launch items because it's like oh there's a lot less circulating supply than even the mintage number that the amount actually minted you know indicates and for a while these things were being sold for five ten fifteen twenty you know nothing you know yeah which i i was buying since the uh first day of the so so okay because because of the lag i mean if anyone that was there for the first day there was a lot of lag unless you were running a crazy crazy um unless you're running a crazy, crazy rig or something with really good internet, it was really laggy for you, right? So I was just trying to figure out how I could play this. So I, I just, I was like, oh, well, OpenSea, I can, I can see, because like I, I only was able to play the game enough to get one launch shirt. And from there, it just, I couldn't play it anymore. I just had wasted hours doing it. So what I did is I went to OpenSea and then I was like, oh, the shirts are selling. People were just dumping them on the market for five mana, four mana for some stuff. And I just started picking up everything that I could. Oh, that was and, smart. Way better than what I did, which was spend you know fifteen hours trying to do all the all the treasure chest events, which I finally did complete and got absolutely nothing. <laughs> oh I no, but but I was I was trying to do the same thing. I was trying to like work for them too. You know, I wanted them. Like I wanted to play the game, but it's you know I'm not mad at Decentraland for that. You know, it was it was early. It was early days. Like even right now, look, look, just to give you a little record of what's it's so I'm gonna I'm gonna say that the Baseline price for the launch shirts, I know, I know for a fact that they got as low as six mana. But I, I bought, I bought one at six mana. But the, but the average during that time for the, for the, for the first two weeks or the week and a half, it was about ten mana. I'll just call it flat ten mana. The lowest one on decentral on the open sea and on the marketplace is three hundred and eighty. Wow, it's literally a thirty eight x. That's crazy from its from the from the from the first week of the launch till now. Yeah, and um. It's crazy, and man. It, it's cra- and then it, it, what you were saying too about some of the the accounts, like a lot of these accounts are dead accounts. So I would I would say about fifty percent of the accounts that were made um, that I managed to get a shirt. Fifty percent of those of those, so uh, certain people are still playing and, and get in, and traded them out and sold them and stuff. But of those, I would say that's probably like forty percent of the supply. At least twenty percent of that supply is gone forever. Those account they forgot the passwords. They stopped fucking with MetaMask and it's gone. Yeah. So that means about a, what a thousand shirts into the ether forever. Yeah. I, I, I so, genuinely believe that a thousand of each of the launch items are gone forever, at least. Yeah, um, at least yeah. But and I, I, I think I think that that twenty percent of the higher items. I think the the guys that played the 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 games and were able to get the one of hundreds, they dumped them on the market as soon as they could because yep. they were worth a little bit more. Yep. Yeah. So I think more more of the actual one to one hundreds were on the market. Possibly we have about maybe ten ten percent of the market. So we're saying about maybe a hundred of the one of thousands and twenty percent of the one of five thousands and ten thousands. Those are gone. Yeah. So it's so that if if someone got like a mythic, obviously they'd probably sell it right away or, or or like remember the password or something because it's like it's a mythic. So it's like wow, five thousand mana, you know, like obviously someone worked pretty hard and got pretty lucky, so they'd stay they stick around with the account. But if all of somebody played the game and then just got a shirt, they just fucking who who's like who cares and just left it. Yeah, they probably saw it was selling for five or ten mana on open season. They're like, this isn't even worth the gas, you know, at that point. Exactly. At that point. Yeah. And then that's when the gas fees were a lot cheaper and stuff. But um, but I mean that's that's people's I mean, that's the opportunity, you know, like to stick around and stuff because 
it's you you know you're able to accrue stuff and i and i still think a lot of the shirts are a really good deal right now you know um because it's you know i mean i mean you know more about this like i'll let you explain sort of what's going to happen with like eventually once we start getting more items online that that are not dcl you know branded yeah. well i mean i think that you know the idea of a brand right there there is going to be some form of wearables coming into the market from the marketplace from the users from the community and people are going to establish brands but i mean there's there's no question in my mind that the most popular brand in decentraland is going to be the decentraland brand right and so decentraland mm-hmm. already has their logo on you know quite a few items and those items have been released and i think that you know, forever, people are going to want items with the Decentraland logo on them or the Mana logo on them because you're kind of repping the, the, the game. You're repping the, the thing that you're spending all your time playing. And then I think there's going to be other brands that, you know, gain popularity and we'll see what happens with that and how that all gets rolled out, and you know, down the line. But I think right yeah. now it's like, you know, those those are cool items because you're repping the game. And so I think there's an intrinsic value to that. People want, you know, to, to, to rep the game. the platform. Exactly. And what I think, and so, okay. So let me just go back to a point. I made another podcast about wearables. Um, you're able just to go through the catalog. I just have them labeled like um, wearables podcast, one, two, three, four, or something like that, a five. Uh, and, and on those podcasts, what I said was that, um, because these are launch and pre-launch items, they're going to retain their value over time because there's limited supply of them. They're from the company as well. And over time as a game lasts longer, especially if this game when it's fully decentralized and it's going to be around for fucking 20 years, 30 years, these items are going to hold their value. Something sort of something like the, the party hats in Ru- in RuneScape were like the, the high, like, like there's different tiers of, of party hats, but the highest tier, which I think is the, the Decentraland logo shirt, which is the black shirt with the, with the, with the launch date on it. That's going for $8,000 right now. 8,000. That's $8,000 real money to get that shirt in game right or to get that hat in game so but that's with the currency that's not made to be traded for dollars that that's having a legal way around it with but with the thing with the central end is it has a currency that's made to be used that you can buy that the the people want you that the, the developers and everyone else wants you to buy so it's possible during bull runs and things like that that these shirts will appreciate tremendously in value and obviously it'll ebb and flow with the game but i think this will these some of these items will be kind of inflation hedges in the game yeah especially once later on once we get more land and more of the uh the the mana gets distributed because um, i think i I gotta tell you i i've actually done now two transactions that for mythics that i liked that included a portion of them being launch shirts and so I, you know, I paid a portion of the transaction in mana and, you know, then paid a portion of the transaction in launch shirts because, you know, they're high on launch shirts. I like the items that I'm getting, but I'm also high on launch shirts. So it's like I can attribute value to that. That's not necessarily in mana for people who are less mana liquid. And I think that, you know, I, I don't know for the people who ever played uh, Diablo out there, there was something called Stones of Jordan. And the gold became, it was valuable. And here it probably will continue to be valuable. But when when people 
see more potential for growth in wearables as a group, right? As a set. And you're trying to do a transaction with someone for a different wearable that you want, but they're like, well, I think this is going to blow up. So I don't really want to sell it for mana because I think the wearable is going to do better than the mana. Well, what about if you give them 20 launch rates for it? And they're like, well, yeah, launch rates are going to go up too. So maybe I'll do this deal. And you're able to offer them something in the same category, in the same class that has a similar ROI. And so they don't have that, you know, FOMO of selling a wearable for mana because they think they're high on the wearable market. And so you can kind of give them a different offering. And I think there's going to be something unique as those those core items that really hold their value and, and you can pretty consistently get a certain amount. Because that's the thing. If I post a launch shirt right now for 300 on the market, that'll get gobbled up. Someone will buy it. I've been getting, I'll buy it. I've been getting offers. <laughs> You know, every day I'm getting, you know, I've got, I got just this morning, I got like six offers for 400 and I'm not selling them, you know, because that's, it's just, it's, it's going to continue to go up. Um, it's, it's, there is going to be a point where it reaches some sort of equilibrium. I don't think it's there yet. I, I, I've been telling people that I really think that Decentraland is going to make some big moves in May to start onboarding more users. And I know that they are planning on, you know, bringing users into the platform to at least see it. Um, and so that I think is going to drive more users into the platform. And there may be users who are already pretty deep into cryptocurrency and have pretty decent assets. So, you know, of course the wearables market right now is the hot commodity. And I think people are going to want to get in on that. And I think there's going to continue to be people to buy up the supply of these core items. Um, I mean, I, I fully agree with everything you said. It, 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 there's an example that always comes to my mind when I think about this, um, there's this little period in time, like, have you ever heard of sort of the story of the fall of Rome? You, you can tell it, man. Oh, it, well, the, the, I'm just, I'm just taking one little part of the story. Right. So one, I mean, one of the reasons why Rome fell was because essentially they just, they, so everyone was paid in silver, essentially the soldiers and everything. And over time they kept devaluing, they kept devaluing the silver that people were getting paid in, right? And, I, and I'm not trying to say that part of the story. What I'm trying to say is the rich traded in land or in, so in gold. So what I'm saying is that right now the two most valuable things in, in the central land that the rich are going to be trading in between the land whales and the, and the NFT whales is going to be these wearables, some of these, these high-end, hard-to-get wearables, and land. So this this is how the, the the rich stayed rich in Rome is that they were trading the the, the rich in Rome are trading gold. Land or launch shirts for land land for launch shirts and you know uh, mana for businesses or or sort of sort of things like that essentially for the for the for, you know for the uber rich in the game essentially. And I'm sort of seeing that market start to perform now where people – where if you're just not liquid right now, you'll be able to trade like, hey, I have these and these. And then someone thinking long-term would be like, you know what? If, let's just say you have, you have a 5,000 mana item that somebody really wants and they're trying to trade you. They might offer you 500, uh, 500 extra mana in, in different wearables. Yeah. To, for, that, for that item. And then you, you add them up and you say, you know what? Half of these are just going to stay stable, but the other half, 
will probably appreciate faster than the wearable that I'm wearing. And then you make the trade. And then there's a lot, that's a lot of value being exchanged there, especially if you can have some foresight and kind of think where things are going. If you, if you play the game enough and you're able to see like, Oh, wow, I see this game is growing. This is probably a good inflation hedge as well to put my, to put some wealth in, of of course, you know, in-game wealth. I mean, I think I would, if I were, so I'm not huge into mythics. I, I like, there's a few that I really like because I think they, they look really cool. Um, and, and I've gotten yeah. those, like I bought the razor blade set. I bought the, the suit of wonder and the, I also bought the skeleton one because right now I think that's the only one that actually changes the way the avatar looks. And so I think that's going to be a really unique concept. And I think actually on open seas, the last time I checked the two highest sales were both, um, for the skeleton body. Um, and, and it makes sense because it totally changes the way your avatar looks, right? It, it turns into a skeleton, which yeah. I get that that's going to be appealing and people. So I picked up a couple of those, uh, thanks to Maddie for, for selling that to me. That was actually part of the deal I was describing where, you know, part of the deal was, was sending him some launch shirts. Um, and, and so that was cool that we could work something out because I really wanted, I really wanted those wearables. Um, those, those mythics, but I, I think people who have mythics or have, you know, a 10 K value mythic that they're having a hard time selling would be well advised to try to go and get someone to give them, you know, a bundle of 30 items that add up to 10 K because one, each of those items are going to be way more liquid than their 10 K mythic. And two, I think there's a lot more opportunity for those smaller items to double or triple um, in over time than there is for the mythic because frankly i mean at some point the dollar cost kicks in right and you look at you're saying okay this is really cool but am i really going to pay a thousand us dollars for it it's still a digital asset so maybe it will maybe like they will become the party hats and mythics will you know eventually get to that point but when you're looking at pure roi i think that these these smaller items as we've seen you know, with, with the launch shirt, with the mana shirt now, um, have, have just, you know, skyrocketed up. Whereas the mythics have kind of stayed in the four to 10,000 range with the exception of a few, you know? Exactly. And, and this is, I mean, this is one of the things I've been saying for a while, a long, long time as well, is just something called like the law of big numbers that something that's 25 mana compared to something that's 1,000 mana, let's just say the 1,000 mana item goes to 5,000, but the 25 could go to you know 400 because it's easier to pump, essentially, because it takes less mana. And th- there's also a larger market for that item. So um, so th- there's, there's sort of a rule, like um, let's just say you have an item that's worth 10 mana and 100 mana, right? Um, the amount of people that can afford the 10 the 10 mana item versus the 100 mana item that even though it, it relatively right now everybody can buy those items essentially right but l- let me let me try to give you a better example let's just say there's um you have a you have a 10,000 mana item versus a 1,000 mana item there's probably only a couple you know 100 people maybe a couple you know 100 people that that have enough liquid mana to actually buy something with that willy-nilly where some where a 1,000 mana item there is there's more there's more than probably i mean 
I would say there's 2,000 people, way more than that. Tons of wallets that have 1,000 men lying around that they could, they, they could buy a 1,000 men item. So there's, uh, the, the price of an item has a lot to do also with how liquid it is as well. Where like you, as as the price of your item goes up higher and higher, the clientele that's able to buy that item right. goes down. So, yeah, like at at that eight k mana, right? People have paid it, and people, but that eight k um, party hat, it's, it takes it takes a while to sell it, but but people do pay for it, and that's the market price essentially. Which over time, as it goes up, and more people play it, and the more of these gold farmers in that game, the economy it just kind of keeps going up along with the incomes of of the people in that game, essentially. Yeah, no, that's right. So, so what are you buying these days? Uh, like Cohen Moses, what, what's your, uh... I mean, I always buy a launch shirt here and there, but I mean, I have been, Oof. I, I guess I've been in yeah. love with hoodies. <laughs> I, I, I was really early on the hoodie. I, I, I bought a lot of hoodies, um, uh, maybe two, I... 300 of them, I think for pretty che- I mean pretty cheap and stuff but I was buying them uh, even recently still but um I just like you know I like going back to my strategy I just dollar cost average into stuff you know I just buy a couple here and there I buy a little bit there it's nothing to hurt the bank but over time if you buy let's just say you buy two or three of an item every week every two weeks and stuff there's 52 weeks in a year let's just say you bought one one of some item in a year right you'd have 52 of them at the end of the year which is substantial, actually, and and it doesn't hit your wallet book as hard because I mean the right now the current price of mana we're talking about a hundred dollars buys you what, like thirty three hundred uh, right yeah man about right yeah so and right now it's still early and stuff but like but there is there is, but sometimes there is like like earlier like I should have this is a topic I've been wanting to bring up for a while so I I would have been able to invest far more and get far more wearables if it wasn't for something like the internet connection that, that I was having a trouble with during the time because of this entire thing with the COVID um, I've been, I've been having a lot of trouble with my internet. My whole area has because everybody's on the internet now. Um, the Comcast essentially can't keep up with all the demand wow. essentially in my area. So it's been, it's been really hard for me and I've, I've been struggling for a long time to try to figure out. It slowed me down a lot. Actually, <laughs> It slowed me down a lot. Actually, I, I, my wallet, my wallet size would be three times the size to tell you the truth, because I didn't have the mana wasn't the problem. It was the it was the the amount of time that I like I would sometimes spend up to four in the morning buying wearables, even on vacation and stuff. I mean, I went to before this whole thing even happened. And like I was even at like Disneyland <laughs> and stuff, and I wasn't like I mean I I mean I had I mean I almost had a, like I actually got you Clark to like you buy me a couple things because like, oh, I was yeah. like, please, bro, come on, <laughs> I can't I can't buy anything That's like funny. literally. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and it's cool if you can find people that you trust and stuff and everything like that, and then people can make deals and stuff and everything. But um, yeah, um, it's um, that's why I wanted to talk about this app. That it's so I I have an iPhone right that I like to use and everything like that. But like you know, obviously for most purchases, most people are using a laptop or computer, maybe an iPad. I don't know what people do, but like um, th- this is the fir- so usually Android when it comes to crypto is the first people to get anything because the way the iOS system is the way the, the, the Apple infrastructure is, is it's really guarded in the, in the, you need in an app, even something is, is something is bulletproof and is how much transactions go through MetaMask. iOS is kind of being a bitch about it essentially to get iOS on there. So you essentially, in order to get MetaMask to work on an iPhone, you have to use something called testnet. And right now, if you do that, the beta is right. full. 
right? Even even for something called like um, Axie right. for, for the Axie game, right? You have to go through you have to go through TextNet, and at certain point, the way the way iOS does it, they limit the amount of people that can go into the app. So eventually, once you hit some critical mass, they stop it. So there's only some people, the limited amount of people that could get to get, get to use the app in the beta and, and through a workaround on iPhones. So I have found that the the trust wallet, you're able to purchase items on an iPhone. And this has been a fucking godsend. Yeah, man, that you, you described <laughs> that to me before. And I was like, I need that in my life right now because I'm like on my iPad. It's bad. To someone, it's... And I'm like, oh, you want to do a deal, but I'm in bed and I don't, <laughs> I don't want, I don't want to go and fire <laughs> computer and whatever. And so that's, that's going to be, I'm going to try to get that downloaded today or tomorrow and, and fire that up. Trust wallet, you think, said. Is and I think the, the, tr- the trust wallet, and I think the trust wallet is owned by Binance, if I'm correct. Yeah. And uh, it has a lot of cryptocurrencies on there, but with the, that's not why, even why I wanted it. I don't give a fuck about that. But what I cared about is that you could store w- w- collectibles on there. I was like, wow, collectibles. So I, you know, I bought a really low man. I, well, the lowest I could right now, it was, it was just like 25 or 30 mana for a wearable. And I bought an earring, the cheapest thing on OpenSea. And it went through, I checked it. It worked. Oh my God. It like, I was like, oh, technology. Yes. Thank God. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Man, progression, progression. I mean, because to me right now, the, the whole game with Decentraland, because Decentraland, like, I, I'm, like, even though I, everybody gets frustrated with everything because we're all impatient motherfuckers, like, I, I am playing a different game right now within the game until eventually the game turns on and then I'm able to use my funds and money to help develop the game on that, on that front. But it's other, other bugs and latency issues need to be fixed before, but I'm here supporting the game. You know what I mean? Trying to be. Yeah. And and what we're, and what I'm trying to do too, is just, you know, bring more aware awareness to, you know, Decentraland, the best way I know how, just talking to having conversations with people in Decentraland, having conversations with different people from the Litecoin community to anywhere else and talk to people about the cent- you know, obviously talk about coins, talk about Cardano, talk about everything else, Tezos, talk about anything, you know, cause I, I'm, I'm in, I'm in a lot of different other currencies, but Talking to what I'm trying to do is push push people away from this mentality of maximalism or maximalish sort of minimalism. Where like there's a lot of people that t- I tend to find that people are yeah yeah, yeah I I like Bitcoin, but it's almost like and, and and yes they're right they should like Bitcoin, but it's almost like they're they're like people tend to be kind of pigeon-toed where they're only a decentralized person or they're only a Litecoin person or they're only a Bitcoin person, right? But for the people that are into these other currencies, the way they 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 get around getting made fun of is like, yeah, 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 I'm I'm super heavy in Bitcoin, but you know, I I like Tezos or I, I'm yeah, 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 I like Bitcoin a lot or I like Ethereum a little bit, but like I I mostly like decentralized, right? It's okay to like other current. It's it's okay to like other things in this in this in this genre of, of cryptocurrencies. You know, I mean, obviously, it's something like Charlie Lee says. You know, like what the fuck are you doing investing in other currencies before you even got a Bitcoin? Yeah, you know what I mean. But once you've got your ducks ducks in a row and everything with all these other currencies, it's nothing's wrong with actually trying to find something else. You know, to get some more returns, which is crazy because crypto already gives you tons. I mean, the the, the returns in crypto are insane, but it's. I like my strategy of dollar cost averaging into things, you know, because I mean, you just said daily buys on certain cryptos that you like, and you just let the magic work over time and you're able to get a good price over time. But you also remember about the dollar cost strategy is that 
let's just say a, um, you also have to have a, a point where you have to say, okay, you know what? Once this crypto gets to this price, no more buys. And you have to remember that. That's a very important. A lot of people don't talk about that when they talk about dollar cost averaging because there's people that buy during lows and then they buy at right. the all-time highs. You might as well – I, I mean, me personally, obviously, I, I like to save my capital <laughs> a little bit. Maybe maybe just – Put it into keep saving to cash when it, when it comes to that point. But like, I mean, I have a strike price of like once Bitcoin goes over fifteen k, I'm gonna stop buying Bitcoin until I until I find out what I mean. Once it launches up, and then see, we'll see what happens and everything. But I mean, once we you know like let's just say Bitcoin gets to um fifty fifty six thousand is like the magical number with Bitcoin because that that's when it hits trillion dollar market cap. But it's totally possible it hits fifty six thousand and then it just has a ninety five percent or a ninety percent correction, which would take it down to like I don't know what is that a fucking five k or something or four k I mean five k ten k or whatever you know, and then at that point that's when you'd start you start your dollar cost averaging you know once it's take once it's taken an eighty percent dump, then you you dollar cost average in, and you're still going to get wrecked on some of that part. But it, but the thing is with people with like. Unless you're a person that already has, like, you've been in this game for two cycles, a cycle and a half, or you just got lucky on, lucky on your first cycle in crypto, um, you more than likely don't have a lot of capital at available to you, right? And this is most people. I mean, I would say this is 95% of people, right? So it's it's usually, unless you just get lucky, it's pretty stupid to put all your fucking money at the same time yeah. into a crypto. It's stupid to do that with any, so, any risky investment, you know? Exactly. Unless it's like an all-time deal or something, or maybe you're like a dividend guy and you you pick out a stock that you you check out its portfolio and its balance sheet and it's it's fucking rock solid, and then it's dividend because the the fucking stock crashed or something and the dividend launched up and you you wanted to capture that dividend. That's a different thing, but that's for for sophisticated strategy, and that's for people in the stock market, not in crypto. Crypto is a different fucking animal. Like. We are barely get, staking essentially the dividends. We're barely getting the dividends of crypto right now, this year. Barely. I'm, I'm talking about like, there's like three, two, three projects really that are really doing dividends essentially, which are just staking. And that would be something like Tezos or something on Coinbase or something. And like, it's, it's early days and almost all the other cryptos essentially are doing that. And why are they doing that? It's because they're trying to keep their OG players, keep their liquidity into these cryptos because they've been investing in these cryptos for a lot of cycles. I mean, for two, three cycles now. And they, they kind of want something for having a lot of their money into a speculative asset. So they're incentivizing them. Well, we'll give you more crypto if you keep your crypto in the ecosystem. And right. they're like, okay. Yeah. And then, which is normal. I mean, like, that's what happens is like, like you make a couple million dollars, you want to keep make you want to keep your fucking wealth. You don't want to like destroy. It. I mean, like the average. I mean, everybody's in the fucking rat race, you know. And and we all want to get out. And everyone's numbers different, you know. Like a, if a person living in Kentucky is different to somebody living in California, you know, or living in fucking um, in Hong Kong or something. Everybody has a different number, but there there is there is a certain point of number where you're able to jettison yourself or at least make yourself debt free. I mean, by debt free, I mean no credit cards, no mortgage, or at least you you got your rent paid for a couple of years. <laughs> your cell, everything's paid off essentially. I mean, when you, when your lifestyle becomes debt fucking free, where you have basically no expenses outside of food or whatever <laughs> your girl costs you. <laughs> um, in that case, I'll never be debt whatever free. your girl. Co- oh no 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 no! You have you ever heard of that old adage? That old adage of like a successful man is a man who can out earn his wife's spending. <laughs> my, mine's, pre- mine's pretty good at, at that, keeping you know paying her weight and, and and doing 
doing her thing too. She's uh, she's another lawyer, so we. Yeah, I mean, my girl, my girl, like she runs a. She she like flips restaurants oh, around essentially. Yeah, 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 which is pretty cool and stuff. But right now she's working for the. She's doing a bunch of stuff with the military right now, and. Um, That's sick. Yeah, like she's a hard, she, she's a hardworking girl. She's a hardworking girl and does a bunch of cool stuff. But I mean, but like yep. you know, yep. girls are girls. <laughs> yep, and and fuck anything you've heard different. I mean, like w- they'll get some stupid idea in their head, and good luck. <laughs> I, when you were talking about, I mean, yeah. I, I'm like the cautionary tale in crypto because I came in. I think Bitcoin was at like twelve or thirteen thousand when I came in, and my little brother was like, "Oh, you got to do this. You got to do this. You got to get in. It's booming. It's booming. It's going to fifty. It's going to 50. I'm like, "All right, you know, I've got you know a little money set aside for riskier investments. I'll I'll get in. I want to learn about this." And I was actually doing a little bit of um, crypto. Work, related work at, at the law firm I was working at and I got in at like you know 14 or 13 and then it just from from the minute I got in you know I felt like it was personal it just like tanked and tanked and tanked and tanked and then I was like yeah. I saw I could down to like four and I like doubled my investment so luckily you know I kind of started champion, I, yeah, champion. I, I, but I'm still you know I, I still took a hit it still hasn't quite gotten to the point where it is. But then, I, honestly, I bought a lot of mana because I, you know, two years ago, um, and unfortunately, when I bought mana, mana was at like 12 cents. But, relative, you know, it, it, it has, mana's done some crazy stuff over, over the history of mana. There's been two pumps on two separate days where I think it like 10 times in one day. And I think it was for, for botting activity, <laughs> but... I always kind of was like, all right, well, I'm going to set some stupid high limit orders just in case, you know, I don't pay attention for it to, for two months. And then that first time it happened, I was like, oh, man, all my limit orders just got bought up. Like, what, what, what happened? I look at the thing and it was just like this one spike. And I'm like, all right, cool. That was, you know, four times on my mana in one day um, where, where I had, where I'd set them. And so like stuff like that is, I mean, it's lucky and it's also like flaws in the system. So you don't ever want to like base investing strategy on flaws in the system, but stuff like that was, was nice when, when that's, you know, that type of thing happens. And frankly, it's, it's not all flaws in the system. There are, you know, cryptocurrencies that will spike, you know, two, three times in a couple of days for whatever reason. And that's the wild west. But at the same time, I lost probably, and I think most most of the people who got in around when I did, I, in that time, the money I did invest, I lost probably 80% of that, you know? So, like, it's, you know, it's yeah. hit or miss. Yeah. And I think since then, you know, moving things into different coins and, and mana and kind of the, now with the wearables and stuff, you know, I've be able, been able to get some of that back. But, you know, it's still, it's, it's, it's risky. And I think people have to know it's risky and be willing to take those risks when they get in. But I think if you do that, you know, if you take the risk, it's like, I always kind of see it like betting on sports, you know, and if you are a really, really good sports fan, you feel like you kind of have an edge, except you're not really playing in or or, or poker even, you know, it's not strict gambling, you know, the returns are like gambling because you could lose a ton or you can gain a ton. But you are, there is a certain aspect of, of, you know, investor acumen 
you know, if you will, that, that goes into it. And, and, and you're able to really do research and, um, and, 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 and gain an advantage through that because the market itself, unlike, you know, the more diversified like stock market, isn't you know isn't fully arbitraged you know there there are opportunities to say okay this project no one really knows about it you know the investing community doesn't know about it and it's open to the public whereas like you know if you want to buy stock in a company that's private you got to know someone at the company or you got to you know get in with a round of private investment or a venture capital firm like it's hard it's hard to buy stock in in new companies. And then by the time it goes public, everybody knows about it because they're putting together, you know, an IPO or whatever it might be with, with cryptocurrency. It's like, you could find a really great idea that you believe in and it could be, you know, pennies on the dollar and you happen to see it, or you happen to know a friend and you read the white paper and you're into it. And then, you know, you look at the team and you're into the team and you see their backgrounds and whatever, and see that they were involved with other projects that did really well and whatever, whatever your strategy might be, there's certainly opportunities because of how wild this version of the West is, you know? But yeah, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm keeping my mind on the central land wearables, the central land land, and kind of having a few other things crypto wise going in the background. You know, I, I don't day trade the crypto stuff. I kind of let that stuff grow and, and, you know, have, have more of the money, in the in the safer assets with the exception of i really do like you know i i've bought some matic and i've bought some engine lately because i'm just so freaking frustrated mm. with s gas fees and you know matic seems to be yes. offering a solution to that and a faster you know way to actually transact and i i really do believe in crypto gaming and crypto based you know i think i think there's going to be a serious platform for crypto based games and I, I, I think that, you know, or blockchain-based games, I think that if you, if you get these, um, these, these coins like Matic and the platform where you're going to allow in-game transactions to happen in real time, you know, and I've been messing around with the SDK and the builder. And, you know, if you want to charge entry fee to get into your club and you're going to trigger that based on a transaction at the door to let you in, right? You got to have that be instantaneous. You can't have someone, you know, because of the gas fee, lower the gas. And then all of a sudden they, you know, they're waiting 15 minutes to trigger your door opening because they paid the entrance fee, right? If with Matic that, at least as I understand it, I have no expert on Matic at all, but at least as I understand it, that should be fairly instantaneous, and I'm I'm, I'm excited for them to integrate the the Matic uh, sidechain into into the central line. I think that'll be a big step forward, and I actually think May is going to bring some awesome stuff. I think you know with a lot of the onboarding, um, getting new people in, I think it's going to be awesome. But, but yeah. So I, you what know, are I the fees know. on Matic? I, I need if they charge I, I anything. Really do. I'm, I'm a bad investor. Matic, I kind of hype bought. And I read enough about it, but I don't know it through and through to be able to like tell other people about it. So like I could kind of give the general, you know, thing they actually have. I don't know where it is in Decentraland, but they have a plot of land, like a really big plot 
um, that is dedicated solely to teaching people about Matic. I remember during the treasure hunt, you had to kind of play through it um, and learn about Matic. But the whole thing is, is there to demonstrate Matic. And so all, all the answers are probably there, um, how it all works. And frankly, I just forget. But you guys should, if you're listening and you care, go, go visit their, uh, their platform. I'm sure that uh, it's pretty easy to find. You can probably just look up the, the, the blog from the treasure hunt. It's got all the coordinates of the different ones on it. Yeah. I, I, I've been recently really, uh, you know, taking a little bit off of like the central line. I've been, because um, I'm involved with a couple other projects that have the ability to look to, if something bad were to happen on Ethereum, they can just soft fork away from Ethereum into a different platform, which, you know, gives me a lot more like I sleep a little better at night thinking about that because the gas fees are a little crazy on Ethereum. And, and I do appreciate Ethereum a lot for what it's done for everything. But um, that's only, I think, you know, I think we are getting, it still seems like we're getting Ethereum this mm-hmm. year, Ethereum 2.0, which will help out a lot for um, the, um, State not only the price. I mean, to tell you the truth, I mean, I get a little mad with people in crypto that like they pretend like we we actually are using it, but like the majority amount of people are speculating with crypto essentially, you know. And every almost every you know, I'm in it for the technology, but they're wearing a gold suit, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, this it, cryptocurrencies. So people are into making money, you know, and which is nothing wrong with that. Nothing is wrong with that, right? But um, you know, um, I do believe staking eventually will hit crypto, will hit um, you know, Ethereum and everything, which will you know increase the price a good amount. I mean, I'm 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 kind of speculating. Um, I'm thinking it might hit like six hundred dollars. Yeah, probably was, with, with staking. When Bitcoin, if, if, Bitcoin if it finally does happen, and it was at like twelve hundred, wasn't it? Back uh, not too long ago, maybe a year ago, or a year and a half. It, the time is like melting away. It feels like, but. Yeah, it hit it hit an yeah. all time low of eighty dollars, and then a th- uh, Bitcoin hit. Uh, well, no, but where was it? Three thousand. Three thousand. Twelve hundred when when Bitcoin was at like twenty. Oh, the all time highs. That was in seven twenty seventeen. Yeah, it hit an all time high about like depending on the wow, exchange, man. but it was like fourteen hundred or something. Fourteen, yeah, fourteen, fourteen hundred, thirteen hundred dollars. I think thirteen hundred dollars on on Coinbase and fourteen hundred dollars on some of the Korean exchanges, which have sort of I like can't the kimchi that that was almost premium. Crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. It's crazy. And then the the one saving grace for me was, I this is the power of dollar cost averaging. Is that at the same time like I was you know I was iffy and stuff about the cryptocurrency. Like I had known about Bitcoin for a very long time. I did. I mean, I invested in some of it early. But yeah, I, we man. just spent the money on stupid <laughs> and then I just forgot. I mean, uh, everyone knows the whole story of what it went dumped from a thousand down. So it's like everyone's like thought it was fucking dead, you know. And um, I didn't get back into it until essentially the Coinbase app got onto. I mean, I, I dude, the the gate. You'd be surprised. The people with money and the dumb money, dude, is on the iPhone. The minute I mean, I hate it's such a typecast, dude. But like, no one gives a fuck about Android. I mean. <laughs> It's so Tampa. I'm I'm an iPhone boy, They're dude. Cool. I love iPhone and shit. I love iOS, dude. It's so street. It's so easy and dummy proof, and that's the important part. But I, that's what I'm saying. The dumb money, and I'm calling Yo, myself I, dumb money. I don't know if it's dummy <laughs> because I just tried like I've already, as you know, no one no one on the back end sees it. But I've had trouble connecting to this app 
which is on the iPhone like six times and you're being very patient with me, but I keep, I keep dropping the calls. <laughs> and so apparently it's, it's uh, not, <laughs> no, no, I, I'm figuring the way it's the, no, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think what's going on with the anchor app is that it syncs up with a lot of different platforms. So like basically like with the anchor app, which I use to, um, to get my podcast out, it puts me on 12 different platforms from Spotify to iTunes at the same time. So That's it, cool, it mass links out my podcast to a shit ton of, yeah, it's really cool. It's a lot of platforms and it's helped get my podcast out to a lot of people and stuff. I have, I, I still have like 2% of my, my followership awesome. is from Nigeria. What's up? <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. That's, Shout out to the really guys cool. in Nigeria. What's up? Um, man? So I think we need to do, I think we need to do but, the um, title a little bit more justice and talk about one of those. Yeah, let's talk more. Let's get, let's get into yeah. the weeds, man. Let me just yeah. take another drink. I mean, <laughs> I need to loosen the lips a little bit, man. I'm fucking like, oh, I'm so like, you know, especially when someone's bought, when you're like, you're trying to keep so quiet about stuff. Like, I'm just trying to give the game out to people to help everyone out. You know, like, I like, I want everyone else to win people that are listening. Yeah, I want to like reward people for listening and, and being here with me, man. Cause it's like, I'm, I, I'm putting my mouth, my money where my mouth is, you know, I really am investing in this stuff. And, um, you know, I'm in a lot of different other projects and I've been in crypto since 2017 hard you know like my saving grace in 2017 is just because because i was dollar cost averaging of course i lost like i held i sold i um i made some good trades into eos and um this uh what was it? no no for, i the first the first kind of altcoin thing i bought outside of like litecoin and ethereum and stuff and every, the, the first thing i bought off of coinbase was something called um um what's it called not Augur. It was the. Uh, it was another. It was another bit betting app or something. It was. It was essentially a. a um, what was it? Consensus. Something. It was like an Augur app. Essentially, I, I mean, I'm a little. I, I can't remember the name of it, but basically, I was able to flip that into a a good amount of money, and then from there, I was. I, I got into the um, the essentially the EOS app. The the OS like after the ICO, and I bought mm-hmm. it at like around like four or five dollars. Wrote it, to, wrote it to twenty eight dollars. I literally did sell it for twenty eight dollars, which was so cool. <laughs> that was a nice flip. And then I sold it, put it into essentially put it into Bitcoin, I think, and then or um, Litecoin. I think it was Litecoin. I think I put it into because it was like at that time, um, Bitcoin's was too slow to do. I, I fucking annoyed the fuck out of me during the time. So like anyone that remembers twenty seventeen, Litecoin was the place to put your money to move it across exchanges because. A lot of people still didn't trust Ethereum, essentially. And Ethereum was actually getting kind of slow, too, because so many people were using it. So Litecoin was the actual move to move a lot of money on from exchange to exchange. But um, I put a, all the money into Litecoin. And then from there, like literally within a couple oh. of days, it crashed down to $20 uh, EOS. I bought, I bought at $20. It went back That's up awesome. to $28. Right. I sold again. <laughs> I, and then it, after that, it crashed. I just kept buying it, and it kept going. It was just like the like you know what traders say yeah. like they, they they do that. Shit. It was just so magic, dude. I was just like I felt. And then at a certain point, I think I like it, it went from like ten bucks to sixteen dollars. And then from there, I was like I sold it, and it went down to like it just stayed at ten dollars, eight dollars, and it just been at that three to five dollar range for fucking. Yeah you know, three, four years, you know, and what I, what I did with those profits is I put it into Litecoin because I thought we might recover. Yeah. And obviously you guys know what that happened. <laughs> what happened with that, but 
<laughs> not yet, but you know, yeah. But I was able, you know, I was able to move some of the profits I did. So Litecoin it had had its um its happening in August of last year, and I saw it go from twenty two dollars to one hundred and forty dollars, and I was able to move. I I, saw, I didn't sell at forty dollars. I sold um. Maybe 120, 130 dollars, somewhere around there, like a little bit past 100. I started selling like a little bit past 100, and I moved that into into like a stable coin, you, like UD, mm-hmm. U, uh, was it USDC, yeah. USDC, the the Coinbase coin, yeah. And then from from there, uh, that's my initial investment capital. No, no, I'm sorry, sorry, I'm sorry. There was another trade I did. From there, I moved it into um into um because I started hearing rumblings. I went to the Litecoin conference. I heard a lot of, st- I, I went to a, a lot of conferences and I heard some rumblings about like, uh, essentially that once, um, I, I, I've been secretly stacking oh, yeah. up on Ethereum classic actually on the low. Very. Yeah. Because what's going on right now is that when Ethereum does go to Ethereum 2.0, the miners are going to move over to, to Ethereum classic because there's going to be no more mining on Ethereum. Because it's only a proof of stake. Ethereum Classic is going to keep mining, so the miners are going to end up pumping up the coin. So I've been, I've been, you know, I've been secretly fucking like, you know, I, I as soon as I heard that, I was like, fuck, I bought a bunch at three dollars. It went up, it went up to like eleven, twelve, fourteen dollars. Sold it, and then that's what my initial capital was for. Um, I put a lot of that investment capital into um, into Mana. And then um, I got onto Mana about January of 2020, oh. and it was about like two cents. Three, no, no, it was it was like two cents. And then then I uh, that's what that's that's kind of when I reamped because I reamped my podcast again, and I started really launching out. And um, it's not all good trades, obviously. Like the trades, I, I mean, the trades are good, but the problem is, is like obviously the price fluctuates over that three year span. Like, like the trades were good in the beginning, but then from there, it's just shit city. For like two and a half years, and then I traded again, good, but yeah. still, it's still yeah. shit city since then. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So then from there, I um, um, the mana price went to six cents. I sold maybe like forty percent of my stack into USDC, and then um, obviously it corrected down. And then from there, I I rebought my mana, basically doubled my stack. Um, no, well, no, like maybe 60%, 40% of my stack. And then from there, I use that, I use that mana to buy wearables in profit and stuff. And then, so I, I did sort of an 80, 20 rule where I use like, I kept 80% mana and 20% into wearables. And I bought quite a few wearables, but uh, obviously yeah. I got slowed down because of the lag of my internet connection. <laughs> yeah. But like, that, I mean, that, that's kind of the whole story of what I, what happened of, of like how, what happened to me during that whole time. But during that whole time I was buying uh, cryptos, but like, um, like I'm still, I'm still been buying. Uh, as soon as like uh, Ethereum Classic broke below five dollars, I was buying it again, essentially because that that whole thesis on Ethereum Classic I still hold true because the miners have nowhere else to go. A lot of the miners are going to shut their machines up. A lot of miners are going to be like, "Fuck that!" They're going to take their Ethereum and pump up Ethereum Classic up and keep it going on as a project because they want to keep making money yeah. because people want a printing press, essentially, right? And that's what's going to happen. And the, there's, if you, if you look into something called grayscale, like I, 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 I'm more, I'm like, if I, if I were to think of myself as an investor, obviously I dollar cost average, but um, I look at projects as jockeys, right? So I look at the people who's running the project, Charlie Lee, 
the the leader of Cardano, which is Charles Hopkinson, a bunch of these other projects. I look at who's running the projects, right? Outside of some projects where I just think that fundamentally everything's going right, sometimes you just take a leap of faith. Sometimes with with who the who the um the the originate creator of that project is, and that's how I invest. And outside, of course, you know your bitcoins and your other your other fucking projects and stuff, right? But like, um, I, I, like actually, um, Mana has been one of the first projects where, like, even though Mana is like that, like, there really isn't a central figurehead to it. I mean, really, not really. Like, I don't see anything really anywhere in social media and stuff. So decentralized kind of like it's so it's decentralized and stuff. But I really yeah. don't even know the who's the lead developer of decentralized. You know, like, um, <laughs> they're they're out there. Like, I've I've talked to Esteban a little bit and Augustin and some of these guys who are you know like I think Augustin is leading the foundation, which is going to be the corporate entity um, that that runs, you know, all the IP and all the other stuff, the, the essentially the corporation that manages Decentraland's assets. Um, but other than that, I mean, there's, yeah, there's, there's, it was, I think that's good. As long as, you know, they're, they're involved and, and they continue to be, you know, pushing the project forward. I think, you know, I don't think you need the big public figure. I, I do think that that might, would, would, could help pump, the the growth of mana you know the the coin the value itself and we haven't seen super large growth maybe because it doesn't have the big figurehead attached to it but i think that you know one of the the reason i got into mana was that it is such a clear and obvious use case for you know land ownership on the blockchain and a platform Mm -hmm. within that a metaverse type platform within that and so, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily, it's, it's almost nice that it's developing organically and it's slowly progressing and you, you seem to see, you know, when, when Bitcoin, I think when Bitcoin crashed, the last big crash, the, the big crash, I think, I, I may be wrong, but MANA was in the top 10 coins relative to Bitcoin that kind of survived that crash um, in terms of like not, not tethered coins, obviously. Um, but, but I, I think that that, you know, says something about, look, this has independent value. Like you can see that this isn't just a speculative coin that people actually believe in the project and that you're seeing the use case of, of the coin. Um, but anyways, so I, you know, my full disclosure, I, you're the expert on, on the, the, you know, the trading the crypto, I, I don't know that much about it. So it's always amazing to hear, you know, your thoughts on that. And, and it helps me kind of understand more, you know, what, what people are thinking in the investing community around cryptocurrency. Because I've stayed more in traditional yeah. investments in, you know, my investment profile until I started jumping into projects that I, you know, that I could kind of understand. But what I've, I've been kind of doing a lot to try exactly. to study kind of this wearables market because I think it's such an interesting, you know, study on what pushes things higher, you know, what what people like, what people don't like, imperfect data. And I think, you know, for the first time recently, thanks to the guys at DCL Core, we got a look at what people like. And, you know, I don't know if you went, I think you said you went for a little bit of it, but they had that fashion show and saw the items that like yes looked great yeah. you know and that people wanted and that you know that that judges who you know don't really care about i mean they might care about the central and they might be invested but they didn't care who won looked at it and went oh that's really cool that's really cool 
And so I saw that and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to take that and do something with it because I saw, for example, that the vampire set got a lot of publicity, you know, a lot of people like that as one of like the cool looking lower quality sets, you know, not lower quality, but lower uh, rarity sets um, that you can still get the whole set for like probably 3000, 4000 mana. Um, That was a, that was a pre-sale item. And that's only, that's probably only like almost doubled since the pre-sale price. And so when you look at items like, for example, the Halloween pumpkin that we, we had gone in on a while back because we looked at it and said, dude, this thing makes your character yes. look awesome. It's going to be super popular. It's, it, looked, it looked amazing, dude. I was just like, I was so shocked. The minute uh, Frankie Needle showed me about the shop, yeah. I fucking lost my mind and when I saw it. I was no like, question. what the hell? I, I sold it is... to someone that, that I'm friends with because he wanted to get in on it. And I, I thought it was a, you know, a, a fair time to, to kind of spread the wealth a little bit. But I'm still, you know, I still mm-hmm. got a few of them. And I'm keeping those things forever, but at least until Halloween, man. Because come Halloween, those things, everybody's going to want them. And in fact, one of the ones that won... One of the, uh, I think Wasabi won one of the, the, the creepy category and he did this really cool look. And I, I actually copied his look at one point, not during the, the show, but like it's definitely going to be my Halloween costume, which is the skeleton set with the, the pumpkin head. And it just <laughs> looks freaking awesome. I don't know. A lot of people probably who are listening to this podcast were there and saw it, but it's, it's probably one of the coolest looks there there are yeah and then i mean the vampire set like i think like three or four of the winners um were winning were in in the earlier categories where you couldn't use mythics were wearing parts of the vampire set specifically the top part um and so that that you know you can kind of tell oh this is like a really nice looking wearable there were some like i think the clown suit one for a lot of the, the the creepy categories and those are you could still buy the whole set for 800 mana on. Yeah. The only thing with those is that there's so many. Of yeah. Them, so it's going to take a while for those to go through and, and, and accumulate yeah. value. But. I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the biggest I fan of the clown set, kind of like but I, I wear on Halloween, you know? And so it's not, whereas, whereas like, fun. I think the pumpkins just some really yep. cool looking. Um, but but I don't know, man. So like I yeah. I saw that and I'm like, yes, the the, van- the vampire set makes sense. And then the other one that's always called out to me, and I've only been able to get one part of it, which kind of sucks. But the 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 suit of wonder is just such a nice looking set. You know, the hat mm. and the, the top specifically are just like they're they're pretty. I think the one who won it all, I think it was Wasabi again, actually was wearing just the full wonder set and it's just a nice looking you know it's a nice looking item it's well well put together with can and can i add one thing is that the way he wanted to is because he put the bitcoin glasses on but because of the texturing um, because of all the people that are in there it made them black and literally because of that the price of the bitcoin glasses jump from 2500 yeah, all the way to 6000. Like I I wanted one and I'm like holy crap this is going way too high. So I just bit the bullet and bought it at 4 and I'm like I can't believe I'm paying 4000 
for these classes because I was looking at them at like 15 going, but there's work- no way. It's a uh, one out of 100. We haven't seen any other one out of 100s go that high. And then they just kept going and going and going. And I mean, there's only 100 of them, so I get it. You know? There's never going to be another set. What? Yeah, it's big. The Bitcoin standard, baby. Yeah, man, it's uh, that's gonna be, <laughs> the I Bitcoin think standard, be baby. <laughs> I think the launch spirits are going to be up there. I actually, I'm pretty yeah. high on, um, at its current price. I, I actually, full disclosure, I just bought like thirty or forty of them because I was kind of, you know, thinking about this. And about two weeks ago, someone had pointed out that the Mana shirts actually have the launch date printed on the back and i I think we've talked about this we've talked about other pods so it's not it's not a secret anymore yes but what we didn't see since then is what happened to the launch shirts right so back when people were talking about this launch shirts were at like 125 man or 110 man and you could still get them pretty readily yeah yeah for that price well i think these mana shirts are like launch shirt hat right or like launcher 2.0 because they don't have like the big prominent decentraland launch date on them right on the front but they're the only other item that has the launch date on it so i can pretty comfortably say that i expect whatever the launch shirt does this this item is probably comfortably at half of that so if launch shirt goes to you know a thousand i wouldn't be surprised at all if these go to 500 you know, if one shirt goes to ten thousand, I, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little more bullish on the on the launch shirt to tell you the truth. Like, I, I think during the full bull run, we're we're oh, gonna yeah, see man, a five thousand mana totally, launch shirt. I think that it's only gonna go to a thousand. I think what I'm saying is, if it goes to a thousand, these mana shirts will probably get to five hundred. If it goes to five, these mana shirts will probably have a similar track because I'm, I'm seeing the same kind of buy patterns and the same like what i was talking about before where there's a ton of supply between one and 100 and then you get to like 125 and the next one's at like 150 and the next one's at like 160 and then 180 and, and it doesn't take it maybe takes 20 sales 30 sales for you to get to two or three or 400 and so it wouldn't surprise i mean i i don't think they will ever equal the launch shirt because they're, I mean, all the reasons we've talked about for the launch shirt and how obnoxious and, and obnoxious, but cool that yeah. giant logo on the front with the, the date on it is. But I, you know, I, I said before that I'm pretty high on the, yeah. the, the whole DCL branded and mana branded collection because they're launch items and they've got the logo, but this one in particular it's got everything on it. It's got the Mana logo on the front, the Decentraland logo on the back, and that date, which you know ties it to a specific thing. And frankly, I think it would be odd if they started minting more of those. You know, I, there's still a little bit of supply left on those items, and that's yeah. that's going to take me to another point that I definitely wanted to talk about because I think there's a, a set of items out there that are just sitting that that no one really knows what to do with, and it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see what happens. But before before we get there, the, these mana shirts, man, I, I definitely, you know, I didn't believe it at the beginning. But then I kind of started thinking about it and I started getting more convinced on the launch items themselves. And I, I think, I don't think they're going to be launch shirts, but I think they're going to be the next most valuable uh, green item. 
for sure. I don't think there's a question in my mind yeah. that they will be the, the second most valuable green item. Can I? Can I give you my mentality? It, because I, I was buying them during the entire launch phase. Is that I? Because um, I've actually designed some clothes before for both men and female, and um, when I looked at, at the at the sets, right, I. I ranked the launch shirt at first and I actually ranked uh-huh. the DCL shirt, that black shirt with the white, with the white circle. And I actually, that's the one I bought uh, quite a few of, of as well because of, and the hoodies as well, because I believed if, if I were to, because actually the hoodies weren't actually, so the, okay. If I were to rank everything, I would have, I've honestly would have put the mana shirt at the fucking bottom because it just doesn't look as good. But so I would have ranked launcher first, me, the 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 dark the 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 Centraland logo shirt second, the, the Centraland hoodie second, yeah. third, the the mana hoodie fourth, and then I would have put the shirt as yeah. fifth, right? And then of course the hats and stuff, but the hats are accessories, so I don't really count them as much as that thing. But like anyway, but but as for the shirts and the hoodies together of the, of those five. I would have put the shirt at the bottom right. because it was the ugliest. If we're just looking at it Tissily, but because because of the back, that moved it to a, a complete. Because the minute I was able to get on my avatar finally after a few weeks um, at a friend's house, um, I was able to. I went through all the shirts, everything in the thing. The um, um, there are a lot. There's some shirts and some of the hoodies that say Decentraland in the back, but the only one that has the actual Decentraland logo the and yeah. the the man the uh the launch date is the is 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 the mana shirt and then i found out that the 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 mana hoodie doesn't have that it only has the central in the back and that was a big game changer for me and i and then I, that yeah. essentially in my and, and don't get me wrong had to I move it to second these, i i really do believe in that whole class i think i and i've been buying it and buying it as much as i can i think you know if we're, we're gonna do this podcast and then i'm not gonna be able to buy it anymore <laughs> so but yeah, <laughs> that's always happened Absolutely. a lot, and I don't mind doing that because, like, I I like I like putting the game out there because, like, I I want people to to get the and opportunity to do stuff like this. You know, I mean, to get, get stuff get because that, um, that insight, it, it, and I hope that that encourages people to keep listening because you've got a lot of good information. But I got I got to I got to get this off my chest because I don't understand why this isn't more discussed. You've got a whole category of items that no one knows what's going to happen with. And that is the 2019 Christmas. Still there, man? Yeah, yeah I, so well, there, that it, was, it was the universe the saying, don't no, no, like, <laughs> actually able to just come right back in. So maybe, maybe the universe <sighs> is telling me not to say anything, but I got to say it. Um, You've got the 2019 say it, say it. I want to hear it Christmas release, which was not unlike the 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 Halloween release. It was not a pre-sale, and so they went out and they distributed. I don't know. It was probably you know 200 or 300 items, maybe more, with all the earrings and stuff. But they did not distribute anywhere near the maximum mintage of those items. And, and there's one in particular that I think it, it, it could be great or it could be only a little bit good. You know, I mean, regardless, these are pre-launch sets and so they're going to have value. I, I'm really high on 
the, um, the, the Christmas set generally because it is a pre-launch set. Now, I do think that there could be a serious risk of them printing the rest of them, minting the rest of them, and then it really depreciates the set. But if they yes. do not mint the rest of that set, you have an item that looks a lot like the party hats in RuneScape that we were talking about before, which are the plain red, green, uh, yeah. yellow, and blue Christmas hats. And, and the, if in RuneScape, there was actually something similar where they, they would do like a Christmas event. And the early events, the Halloween event, the Easter event, where you'd get an Easter egg, and then the, the Christmas events, all, all, I mean, the party hats were the biggest items, but there were items like the party hat, the Christmas hat, whatever, that also were just like impossible to obtain. And now I'm racking my brain. But I, Decentraland's version of the party hat in looks already exists, and it will entirely depend on whether they mint more or don't mint more. But right now, there, I think, are a total of four blue party hats. I think there's something like either six or eight. I'm sorry, I said party hats, Christmas hats. There's either six or eight um, yellow ones. And then there's probably, <laughs> I think, like 20 or like, I think there's like 30 green ones. And then there's like, uh, I don't know, like 60 or 80 uh, red ones. I, I might have gotten those mixed up. But I guess what I'm saying is those are all out of a thousand. So if they don't mint anymore, which frankly, I mean, I'm biased. I have a bunch that, that I've been buying over time because I've, I've just been like, this, this is it. This is, you know, this is the one. Um, if they don't mint more, which I don't know, I think there's a good argument to say that if you do a 2019 Christmas release, you should come up with a new release for the next Christmas or, you know, do something different and not just mint out the rest of something that people have been investing in. You know, but they may, they may decide, you know what, we're, we're late, we're going to be lazy about it. And we're just going to pump out the rest of these next Christmas. And that would probably hurt the price. I don't know if it would destroy it because I think that, you know, these are still going to be very early mint numbers, but I think it could, you know, it could hurt the, it could hurt the price of them. But if they don't, if they don't do it, you've got now items, including, I mean, some of the mythics even, they only made two or three of them and distributed them. And those are like the Tron suit and like the really cool ones that like glow and have neon. And like this Christmas set is either going to be like something that people are pissed off that they, you know, at least I'm pissed off that they printed the re- or they minted the rest of them, or they're going to be the most, the most rare items in the game. And at the price that they're at, like, I, I couldn't believe it. I just wanted yeah. to see what the market was doing. And I, so I threw two of them out there for like 1,500 mana each just to see, you know, if people would pick these things up. No one took them up. And there was like, I left in there for like a week. And I'm like, all right, you know, that's, that's fine. Um, but, you know, the, the second that someone says that they're not minted, I think those, you know, it, it's all of a sudden it's a, you know, one of four or one of eight. You know, so I, I don't know, you know, it, it, it's, it's a risk, but to me, yeah. the upside is so high and, that, you know, I'm, I'm going to, that's, that's one. I, I think there's going to be a debate. That's the only reason I mention it, because I think there, there's going to be what, a more general debate that the Dow will probably have to decide on whether or not remaining items from 
you know, the launch sets and the pre-launch sets. Cause there's, there's also the possibility that they could mint all the rest of the, uh, the launch collection. And I, I could see them doing that. I don't think they should, you know, I think that it would be way better to get some new wearables in. And, you know, I think maybe soon we can talk about the, the wearables proposal. I think uh, we don't have to do it now, but um, that, that, that I put out there. And I, I think there's, there's whether it's that or something else or, or, you know, whatever it is, there's going to be new wearables entering the marketplace in the not so distant future. And it, to me, it just doesn't make sense to, to mint the rest of the old ones and, and start, you know, diluting the market. Um, yeah. So that, that, that brings a point that I wanted to say for a while now. So this is just a speculation of what I think is going to be. Uh, so I, I've let my intention be known that like what I think is going to be valuable over time is going to be obviously the, yeah. the starter items and the pre-launch items, right? Which are, you know, you know uh, the Halloween, Easter, some, maybe some of the – I'm a little iffy about some uh-huh. of these. Um, the you know those shirts with the uh, the characters on them? I forgot what the name is. The, 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 yeah, the MCH. I'm a little iffy about those, but okay, I'll just group them in anyway. And then launch items, right? But let's let's just say eventually we get a, um, a set from like Mario Brothers, right? I feel that obviously there's going to be a pump, but there's going to be a dump on those. And the only thing that's going to retain value is an is like maybe the Mario hat or something. It's 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 very dependent on what collaboration item is the most valuable that that's going to hold the the, the, the majority. Like they're going to release. A, let's just say they 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 release something with Mario Brothers, right? Just just as an example, they they release a bunch of these mushroom earrings and mushroom this and mushroom that, and then to, this and this Bowser. Maybe some of the Bowser stuff stays good price, and some of the Mario hat and the Mario hat with wings. And cool stuff like that, but like only the top one percent of the, of those items are going to keep retain their value, where the other ones are just dependent on whim. But of course, they're going to do well. That I'm talking about Mario, but I'm just I'm trying to give that as an example of like I feel the average set. If let's just say we release a year, twenty new items, thirty, forty new items, yep. two, clear. three, four items are going to be the ones that are going to retain value. Oh, of sorry, that year. I, I thought and I then, up, recording. Keep going. I'm sorry. Yeah, so every so it's, it's I feel like almost like it, it it all depends. It's it's sort of like the 20 the 80 20 rule where I feel like only the top 20% of those wearables are going to retain their value and keep going up over time or the 80% are just going to be like ugh dep- and then only go up during special events or go up during other like more than just never go up. It's just an ugly thing. So it, it but it all depends on what's going to happen with the Dow and whether they're going to license contracts to make wearables or or votes it's it, it's so in the air right now but that's why i'm always so confident about the the launch and the pre-launch items because those things are set in stone ready and even even if they print yeah. the items in the future i'll buy them up i don't care like i like it's like it's like if satoshi came back and dumped his coins all right fuck well four yeah. more years of shit but whatever i'm used to it already because of fuck <laughs> I buy the coins, and then that, at least like we've taken one in, in giant attack, you know, attack ver, uh, attack vector out of Bitcoin, and then eventually we'd yeah. be back at the fucking Bitcoin happening again. 
and then uh you know yeah we go from like 900 to 450 and then like let's fomo baby let's go i'm with let's you get, man let's get this fucking 100g bitcoin <laughs> i um i i like it I, I think the wearable market you know as the game continues to grow i think what we'll probably see is a little bit of a slowdown in the next few weeks um, just because there's just not <laughs> as much supply out there without getting into kind of the crazy numbers that that are that start to approach very quickly when people start buying stuff up. So I think, you know, we've seen like 50 or 60 ETH on open seas uh, over the past week. And that's that's a lot, you know, that that's putting um, the wearables market way up there. And so I think, I mean, the reality is that a lot of that was a few people, you know, some of which is myself um, taking big chunks of the market that they think are going to be, you know, valuable later down the road. And, you know, a lot of speculation. We'll see if all the items that got bought up like crazy actually retain that value. Um, but so I, I don't know. I mean, I think I think it's very possible that you know, a week from now, we see a much lower ETH number. And that makes sense to me because there's just not, you know, there's not as many items to buy. So there's a lesser incentive to kind of stock up on stuff. Um, that said, I think, you know, we, we've seen really healthy growth just in kind of the daily new users. I, I kind of make it a point to kind of look at the activity log and scroll through the, the wearables activity log, you know, probably like twice a day. Um, maybe three times a day, depending on, you know, how distracted from work I am. Um, and I constantly am seeing a new name or a new wallet that just starts buying stuff up. And so it's it's cool that people are getting in and seeing value and, you know, really investing in wearables, almost like they would invest in, in a cryptocurrency and not just buying to wear them, but buying to hold them and, and, and hope that the, the value goes up and continues to go up. And frankly, I mean, the, the one thing that, that people haven't really talked about is that Decentraland is going to be very soon, is, is what, I, what I'm hearing, um, enabling in-game NFT purchases through the builder. And so, I mean, yes, yeah, there, there, are, there is a plan. I don't know really? if you saw the um, COVID mask uh, event, um, but they were selling those COVID masks. And they had these little boxes that you could purchase them out of. And there's currently a plan to share that in the form of a smart item um, with people so that they can use that mechanism to sell. At least these are the rumors. And and I mean, they're, but they're rumors coming from guys like Toon Punk and people in the know who have posted on forums that those are coming. And then um, NFT art frames where you can link to whatever the crypto art platform that's selling them directly through the, the, the Explorer, which I actually think is going to be an excellent use of the Explorer because you're actually going to get to see what the NFT, you know, to the extent you're into crypto art, this opens up a lot of doors, you know, for actually viewing it and seeing what it would look like in an Explorer and, you know, kind of seeing the art before you buy it. And it's not just this like little 2D, you know, NFT that you're buying, you're actually seeing the art in, in a real space. Um, and, and so my understanding is that that support is coming um, sometime in May, and which is part of why I'm pretty bullish on May. But I guess where I was going with that is that once that happens, if that happens, there's no doubt that people are going to want to open up like NFT stores or, 
you know, whatever it may be. And there's going to be a limited supply for those people who, you know, kind of want to make their rep on selling these items in the game. I think there's going to be some degree of demand from people who want to want to be the first, you know, NFT Walmart or, or Macy's or whatever it might be. And so that's not going to be me. And so that's not going to yes. be probably not going to be you, you know, like we're not, that's not necessarily, maybe it will be, but that's not necessarily our, our gig right there. But those people <laughs> are going to need not just supply, but a yeah. lot of supply. Right. And so if they don't already have it, they're going to be coming to look at people who have been, yeah. you know, buying up decent amounts of different items and, and looking to get that supply so that they can actually have supply of wearables in their store that they can sell. And who knows, you know, how they will be able to uh, make themselves special from the marketplace. Cause like, I guess the question becomes, why would I go to a store and buy it when, when I can just go on open seas or whatever. But I mean, I, I, I actually was playing with the idea just with the models. It's kind of cool to be able to see them in the game see what they look like, you know, kind of walk around them, look at them. And, you know, you can kind of do that already um, with, with certain people who have posted them on their parcels. But, but this idea kind of takes that to the next extreme. And frankly, I think people are kind of itchy to get in the Explorer. You know, they want it to work. They want to be in the Explorer. They want to be doing things in the Explorer. And so people might want to go shopping, you know, like, yeah, you could go on open seas and buy it, or you can kind of go to yeah. know, a mall, the you know the DCL mall, or you could go to someone's store and look at the items and have an experience out of it. And you can go with your friend and be like, "Oh, that looks really cool." And so maybe you know maybe they will get on open sea because they want the the cheapest possible item, and I think a lot of people will do that. But I think the stores will realize that and and price their items competitively and. And I think once they're competitively priced, you know, why not? Why not go into a store and check stuff out? And I, I think it's going to open up a whole layer to like people actually getting into the game um, and selling stuff. And yeah. So, so when, it, yeah. And I, I mean, I, I'm with you 100% because like, Something like that I saw with the modern investor and Maddie talking about these these uh, these art dealers and everything like like I totally believe what, what eventually there'll be a there'll be a time where we invite people onto a parcel and there's a thousand people that've been in crypt that've been in decentralized for a long time and then they'll be start investing into NFT like art pieces you know and they'll make like one of a hundred one of twenty and stuff or maybe one of ten you know. And that'll be pretty valuable. So I mean, I, I think I think there's something going on with super like rare. super. Yeah, super I rare. The name is like super NFT or super uh, currently uh, super rare. rare. Yeah, super are supported by by the builder and rareable isn't yet, but so of that right yeah like i i do eventually believe that like and this will be a big niche eventually with uh with as if you're an artist that you're going to be able to get into like you'll be able to make an art career in this this whole land and then from there have a launch fee because it's so hard as an artist to break through so if you're able to become an nft artist it's it, it's it's a way to get in and be, make yourself you, unique actually, and then from there I'm go maybe into the real art process. world I, you know I think, have i told you this about my grandpa 
So I'm actually currently in the process of no. getting my Oh, grandpa, yes, yes, you have. Yeah, an yeah. 80-year-old man onboarded onto um, Maker's Place, which is one of the big crypto art platforms. And um, he actually, my grandpa mm. did, you know, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, uh, Transformers, the Beatles, like everything for um, DC and Marvel Comics for 40 years. And so he has been an established artist. He goes to conventions all the time, but now he's getting super old and he has a ton of original art that he's created over the years for the conventions, you know, to sell at the conventions and, and, and pieces. And so what this does for him and, and I'm helping him do is get the, this art that he's done into a crypto art form and tokenize them as NFTs. So, I mean, that, that deal we're working on closing it, we just got to clear a couple of hurdles. Um, but it's going to be cool because it's, he's going to be, you know, kind of the space, the space has a lot of like kind of younger, um, you know, digital artists, guys who can do, who do these things on the, the computer and then they, they shade them with the computer. And, and the, my grandpa's from a whole different generation of, of comic books, right? Comic book art where they would do these things with pencils and, and, and ink. And there was no, you know, there was no computer shading in that generation. And so I've, what, what we're going to be trying to bring to the market is these really nice, you know, pencil and ink um, drawings and, 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 and art uh, of different superheroes. And there's a plan to get, um, get drawings where they're, they're specifically, you know, tied to some crypto based theme, you know, as you, you kind of have seen on some of the, the more popular, you know, art forms, they, they take that, that popular painting and, turn it, they give it a crypto spin and, and it's a whole new thing. We'll, we'll probably be doing something like that, but I'm super excited about that because frankly, like it doesn't, it's not that hard, you know, at least on as a way of publicizing him and his work. And it, it preserves his, you know, legacy in a way that is just totally different, you know, than, than anything he would have done in his generation. It's kind of like cool, like in this new, you know, online digital generation and you know as we embrace vr and the metaverse i, I like that i'm going to be able to kind of get his works into that you know and, and preserve that kind of old style of art and comic art that i grew up with you know and, and i saw as a kid um into the metaverse because i think there's just something different and cool about it and i don't know i think it's awesome i i, I was not a believer until i saw it and then now, like that, I can put it on my land, and you know, I walk into my my property, yeah. and I see his art on the wall. I I just I think it's awesome. Yeah, and then I a lot of, and then the important thing is that you understand too the the ability. I mean the the importance of scarcity as well too, because um, this is something a lesson I've gotten from Bitcoin and Litecoin is the power of scarcity because I'm the way I'm seeing the cryptocurrencies is they're going towards inflation a lot of the time. And then the power of, of some of these wearables is that they're deflation or they're just a stagnant in, um, supply, which is powerful dude, especially in this world of inflation that we're going into because the only two, every currency that I see from everything I'm telling me EOS Tron, fucking Tezos, 
Cardano, everything is inflationary. The only deflationary and, currencies and mana, man, they're burning are Bitcoin and Litecoin. Yeah, that's it. And man, yes, and mana and BNB, but BNB only only to a hundred million. But still, but like mana, like it's 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 giving me a lot of hope. But like, but like with mana, even with mana, like I, I'm we have to niche down into the wearables until eventually the mana gets to a certain price. But still. A long term uh, mana is a long term hold for me, and I am and I'm a big believer in this project. And I put, I put a lot of hours into this, and I'm yeah, and I'm pumping podcasts out like crazy as much as I can, you know, <laughs> with a with a fucking full time job. Like I I work six, seven fucking days a week, and I mean literally I do work yeah. seven days a week even now, and uh, with this whole and you know this COVID nineteen sort of thing going on, and um like I'm I'm really putting my time into this, and. Um, I'm just trying to get the word out to people. So, so maybe, maybe of the, of the, maybe only 10, 20% of the podcast listens. Yeah, no, but I, I can I tell mean, you that I started I hope off you guys benefit from this. I really do. I was starting to invest in wearables and I, you know, would, would, would fire it. I'm not even kidding. I'd be at the law firm until, you know, seven or eight o'clock at night and have 35 minutes in LA traffic that I could just switch it on. And I was listening yeah. to it in my car and I, it's, yeah, man, 100%. Really? Oh, my God, dude. I Thank you so much, dude. I appreciate 100%. that so much. Like, like, I love I, fucking I, hearing I like that, dude. I wish I could hug you right, right now. And you guys <laughs> I really do. Like, I love that. Information, and I'm, I'm 100% have done pretty well thus far in my wearables purchases, you know, and, and a lot of that was just like, okay, I see, I see you. You know, I, I, I take, and then I think that's the key, right? Like, we kind of talk about what we're buying and we kind of talk about like why we're buying it, but you're not going to get rich just, you know, buying whatever we said we bought. Like at this stage where, you know, you've got a limited listenership listening to, to the podcast, you know, that, that may be a good strategy for some. Right. But I think the key is to kind of dial into like kind of what I tried to do with what you guys were saying, like, why are they buying those things and what is the next item that has those features, you know, like when it, when it comes, where, where are the holes in the marketplace? You know, like we talked about before, where is it the case that you've got, you know, 15 items that are cheaply priced and then there's just like no supply. And so those items are going to get bought up at the cheap price. And then there's just not going to be any more items to, to do. And I think people have, you know, employed that strategy and done pretty well thus far now you never know what's going to happen you know we there could be a huge shift wearables could become worthless you never know i don't think that's going to happen but there's a risk you know there's especially with crypto there's always a risk but the reality is is that you know it's not rocket yes. science it's it's just kind of looking at things and you know a lot of it's just educating yourself and, and spending the time to look at the markets and see where the holes are and see what the and, and some of it's common sense you know some of these items are ugly and if if you if you're gonna base your stake on buying up all the ugly items at this point yeah there's no point because you know there are going to be user created wearables and those ugly <laughs> items may get written out yeah. of existence but ugly is in the eye of the beholder so maybe you know what i think is ugly is not what everyone thinks is ugly you know and maybe yes you know, i i yeah. thought some of those I, and i won't say which ones but there are items to me that i just think are damn ugly and I, I think actually one of the examples you gave i actually really i like the mana logo 
um, on the the hoodie and the uh, the the on the on the T-shirt way more than I like the Decentraland logo. And the reason is because I really like teal. Yes. And I really like that color. And really? So, you know, for me, I really wow. I was starting like putting together a concept for a wearable store until I realized that I don't know if that's what I want to do. And my concept was going to be to incorporate that logo. That's how much I like that logo. Just like the nice, clean hexagon in a color that I love, you know, that greenish teal color. And so I think, I, I, I mean, the reality is, you know, reasonable minds can differ on these things. And so you don't know. You don't know what's going to be the one that, you know, I might think the hot dog hat yes. looks stupid, but there's only 100 of them. And when we have 50,000 people, I guarantee you, you're going to have a hundred people who don't think yeah. the hot dog hat looks stupid. Right. So, so that, I mean, it's kind of, it's, you got to make your own choices and you got to kind of look at, at what's on the market. But I, I think that, you know, there is a certain amount of analytics to it and a certain amount of like really just looking and being like, okay, you know, this, this looks like it has some prospects and, you know, yeah. Can I be honest? The hot dog hat looks stupid. <laughs> I hate oh. the hot dog. It's so well, the most terrible fucking movie. Like, so cheap, so horrible for, for I, so long, and and none of us who yeah. love to you know scoop up all the items have have even touched it because it's just like that. I yeah. dude, I I I don't I don't. I, I don't principle. I've I'm left like, it alone. I will never. I've no, no, thank you. Unless there is a contest <laughs> that says what, who can put together the ugliest assemblance of. That said, someone created it, and it's a funny as hell idea. Yes, I, yeah. I actually was looking at it as like it, it's kind of like a funny parody, like these like hot dog heads or like you know who knows who, where people will take that. But um, I, I thought that that was, you know, that there were, it was, it was kind of like a joke item. You know, we don't have too many joke items and you have that and then you have like that, like machete head one where, you know, it's like, at least that yeah. one's kind of like cool for Halloween. But it, I don't know, man, I, I think it's really, I think some of these items are really funny and, you know, what they don't, what they haven't created, which I think is stupid and they need to, is a suit. Like it, it's so to me that there is not formal wear like you have the tuxedo t-shirt yeah but there is not formal wear i dude i, dude, I was thinking that today out, dude, literally daydreaming about that like dude I making a clean ass suit on. so whoever whoever is uh listening to this podcast that this will be the only time I ever yes say. i will too but if they put out a suit and and if there's user created wearables i'm gonna put out a freaking suit because the, 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 there's no suit. You just have that stupid tuxedo t-shirt. But you, if you want to have like a cool themed event, like a black tie type thing, you, you know, you can wear the suit of wonder. Maybe 10 people can wear that and it looks super formal. And then there's like really nothing else. Maybe the vampire outfit, you know, that, that looks formal. And I think there's this huge gap where there's just no formal wear for any of yeah, you're gonna have like ball dresses for the female avatars, like really nice. There like, is there is niches and stuff like that. And then the other one is um, <laughs> yeah, bikinis. I think there's gonna like bikinis and like uh, board shorts. I think there might actually be a board short, but I don't think there's any like swimwear. 
for the, the female avatar. So like those are definitely things that I think you could do so much with. You could make really cool looking suits and it's just a matter of time before that stuff, you know, formal wear gets, gets released and that's going to be awesome, you know? Yeah. And, and yeah, are, I just hope they don't come with flip flops. I hate flip flops with every ounce Wait, of my being. I hate trendy sandals or those sandals. Th- there's no flip flops, but I personally, as a man, oh no, there's there's flip flops, dude. They're well, they're sandals. But they're well, not I haven't seen them. I, Is it trendy? Ugh. This is, this, is, this is a personal vendetta in mind. I hate flip flops with my life. I hate these guys wearing flip flops. Ugh. These, these are people are people. This like your typical oh, okay. like I don't know <laughs> like dude who put who throws his flip flops on over his like at, at least if you're going to the beach I get it. <laughs> but, well, uh no. Are you still high? Are you still high? Dude, the uh, the dude, I am hella drunk. <laughs> I've been I, I need to I need to get out this habit, man. I've been I've been having this thing where I'm like streaming or uh, podcasting because like I I I have a couple of drinks to like yeah, man, loosen me tell. up a little bit because I'm I'm so uptight you sometimes, you know. Obviously. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm dude. I love the Central Line community. I would have never met you and all the other great people in this community, Maddie, fucking. Amrak, fucking Frankie Needles, you dude, like I like I really appreciate meeting you guys. Like it's been like a real honor to meet you guys, you know, because it's like it's like it's really a you really are lonely in the cryptocurrency industry because it's it's like one percent of one percent are in crypto. To the truth that that have any money at all. If you if you look at the statistics yeah. of people with money, and it's like some people have like a thousand dollars in crypto, like and yeah. very very well, few. You have, gotta, you like, I have a lot of money. People in that respect, because if not, people a lot of be like you're crazy. You know, you go into the main world and say, oh, "I've got fifty thousand dollars in this project," and they're like, "I know." Okay, maybe you buy a, a car or a house. <laughs> something else but you know so so looking at the uh the one thing i wanted to go back to so okay so you were saying that you recommend the uh because i agree with you that the christmas i haven't <sighs> gone into the christmas stuff what would you recommend in the christmas stuff uh, of the because as like i don't know I, I don't know anything about it like i i really i've never bought a single thing in, in like i bought the the halloween stuff because that that calls to me because like because i have a world of warcraft sort of thing so there was always a world of warcraft event with crypto yeah, so that's why so, i knew so to, my, to my get into the, the into the crypty pumpkin head that it is but high risk high reward right at its current price all you got to do is just sort by yeah. the number actually minted look at that and the lower the number the higher it's going to be worth if they don't mint the rest of them if they mint the rest of them it's going to screw everything up now i currently don't think i I mean they may they very well may and i've heard rumors that they might Mm. right but i've also i mean the reality is that it's not until next christmas and frankly we should have the dow in place by then and i think that this is absolutely something that should be voted on by the dow whether or not to mint the rest of these items and, and the community should decide because it's going to completely upset the, the wearables economy. And so 
these are the types of things that the voting platform, whether it's the DAO or otherwise, is made for. And and so the reality is like the team may have originally planned to do this, but come Christmas, you we don't know what the platform is gonna have done, right? Like my hope is that come Christmas we have user created wearables, we have, you know, a wearables system implemented with mintage limits. We have, you know, art designers who are now creating these things. And frankly, we have better looking wearables than what's in the Christmas collection because the Christmas collection, they're very, like they're nice. And I think they did a good job, you know, designing this, this initial set. Some of them are actually, I think the coolest wearables in the game, but some of them are just very simple. And so there's room to create new stuff. And all, so, so I guess my, my, the answer to your question from yeah. my perspective is, I would buy the things that are currently still somewhat cheap um, and don't have, like, even if they have a one out of a thousand maximum mintage, there were maybe only, you know, 50 created or 40 created. Because as soon as those things, um, as soon as there's some sort of announcement that they're mm. not going to mint it or it goes to a DAO vote and the DAO vote succeeds, um, what you're going to see is those those items are going to, you know, I, it would, undoubtedly those items will like quadruple in, in, in value if a DAO vote were to be proposed and succeed, right? Or, I mean, maybe they are halved in value, but I mean, in my, in my eyes right now, some of those items are cheap enough that like, even if they did start pumping them out, and I don't think they would pump them out. I think what they would do is just another Christmas event where, you know, there's, there's some of these items are, are given as prizes or whatever. Um, I don't think it would be like a straight up like Halloween store sales thing. At least I really hope they don't do that because that would just be kind of, you know, taking, it would be a centralization basically at that point. Once, once we have the system in place, that's, that's kind of, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Give me one I mean, second. So yeah, Can you keep I talking? Do, I, I, I need a closed door real quick. I personally like, yeah. and I personally really like the Christmas hats um, because they most resemble like the the party hats from RuneScape, and just generally, they're this cool thing that you can you can hold on to that there is an extremely limited supply of currently. Um, on the higher end side, I really love, and I don't have any of them. I wish I did. Um, all the neon glowing stuff, the, 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 the Tron helmet, the, the, the cyber suit, the, the Christmas goggles, which, which glow red. I think those are just the, the, some of the coolest looking items in the game, but they're a fortune. Like no one's selling them and the people who are selling them want, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80,000 mana. So that, that doesn't really, um, doesn't really do much for me to pay that kind of mana for a wearable right now. Um, but I think that, you know, with time, those, those will continue to go up as well. So if you really like them, go for it. Um, but I think the deals to be had are with the, uh, the lower end, um, the, the, the more uh, mintage number wearables that have, you know, 35 out of a thousand have been minted and if there's no more that's going to be 35 of 35 if there's a bunch more then well you'll have the lowest mintage numbers 
of of those 35 and so you'll have the early mints and maybe you know maybe there will be a way of distinguishing which ones were minted pre-launch or not pre-launch and so i also think one thing that is going to get a little more popularity um are low minted items i don't think there's really been a focus in this initial surge because they're harder to identify but in terms of like collector's pieces once these things are looked at as collector's pieces and we're you know a year down where you know three or four other sets have been released and these are collectors i think that the the lower mintage the first mint the second mint the third mint of a particular item is going to have some value to it because that people collect that kind of thing right they collect the the first of something you know that's it's cool and i know i i tried to get in yeah. on that early um, there's still some opportunities actually in the market where if you look that the first minted item might only be, you know, two or three times as much as like the, the cheapest um, regular one. And... Could, 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 could you go, could you go more into that? Because I, I've never really understood the first mint. Obviously I know that it's a lot. Like I understand like one and the last of the mint being worth more obviously, but like, because you you were literally probably the pioneer of this first mint thing, to tell you the truth. If, I, if I'm really because I've been around the market for a long time in the central end, and you are like the first yeah, I, I investor think, well, that I I've seen that's been really actually, highly concentrated um, there were into a the few first mints. People I knew collecting them because when I was trying to buy them, I had you know other people out outbidding me, um, and and I my view runs a little bit contrary to theirs. I've always liked the one out of 5,000s and one out of, of 1,000. Because to someone who values the first minted item, who, who that's cool to them, right? And, you know, collectors will collect anything. You know, I, I used to play, uh, you know, Pokemon cards. You have yeah. Charizard and then you have first edition Charizard. So, like, that little stamp that, that says this came out earlier, it's the same exact thing, but it came out earlier. Yeah makes it worth five or 10 times what the other one is worth, right? And so it's kind of, in my mind, the same thing with low mintages and first mints um, of items. It, an item may be one of 5,000, but when you're focusing on the first minted item, it's one of one. And then you just have, do you like this item? Okay, I like this item. It's the Decentraland hack. Um, do you like... Uh, first mints. Okay, yeah, I do. Okay, well, here is the first mint to central and hat. Okay, that's that's awesome. And it's like, oh, but there's five thousand. But there's only one first mint, you know. So the fact that there's five thousand and it's even more popular and it's something that you know more and more people have and recognize makes the first mint of that item that much more valuable. And the 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 proof for that, I think, is that the highest first mint sale by far um, happened like week two of, of this, uh, of this run um, after, after, after the treasure hunt. And it was the first minted launch shirt. And so the first minted launch shirt sold mm. for 10,000. I put a bid on it for 15,000. Yeah. And this is when launch shirts were at like 85. You have it. And it sold for 10,000. Because someone said, this is going to be the most popular item in the game, which I think whether it's, it probably won't be the most valuable on a one-to-one -one basis, 
but it's almost certainly going to be the most popular. And we've already seen that it is the most popular. Um, the first minted version of that is a one of one version of how much is it going for right now? Most popular item in the game. And so that's kind of, I think what justify, I, I mean, I, like I said, I offered 15 for it because I, I caught it. I didn't catch it until the person bought it. And I was like that, that one I really wanted. And so I've kind of bought a couple here and there. I've been paying, you know, anywhere from a thousand to, to 4,000. I sold the first mint raver goggles for 10, 10,000 mana. Um, so that I think was the, 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 a tie for the highest sale. But I, I talked to the person afterwards and they, they, um, yeah. they, uh, that they really, that they really wanted the raver goggles cause they had the other three first mint. So they, they probably paid more than like the standard first mint is going for right now. But I mean, almost all there's, there's no first mints on the marketplace right now. I think under three, it may be five. Um, but I think the cheapest first mint is it's 5,000. Um, and I, I only expect, I mean, those are going to be like for collectors, collectors, I think, you know, I, I may be wrong. I might've been wasting my money, but they, they, they will likely be the uh the the one that is most sought after in that collection now with mythics it's kind of like they're rare anyways so like what the difference between one of yeah. ten two of ten three of ten four of ten is probably there's going to be a less of a you know multiple times of the the value of the item but when you look at like the one of five thousand you know i i have no doubt that the rarest item in the game may be the first mint launch shirt i just i i have you know, he's got it listed right now for 600000 I think that's crazy. But, yeah, I think that's crazy. Yeah. If you look at the dollar... What? That, <laughs> like, mark my words. The no 600000 is, wow. what, like, 30 k right now? Yeah. It would not blow my mind I, if one dude, day... Dude, that's... In- that item oh sells God. for the equivalent of twenty five dollars or $30,000. It, I, I think it does ever sell for six hundred thousand mana because I think mana yeah. is going to go up in price I, enough that you know it, it could never. But if it mana, dude, I I I have been I have been called crazy for saying that mana is going to get eighty to a dollar. I don't know like why, but like, before the launch, that's not crazy. All it'll all it would you know? take is is a if Bitcoin goes to twenty k. I have no question yeah. in my mind that mana and, and is it sustained at 20k. There's no question in my mind that mana in six or seven months would be at. 25. I I I I mean the the failure of mana will either be the failure of the platform or the failure of cryptocurrencies generally. So if you I, if you to me if you have faith in cryptocurrencies increasing over the course of the next two years. Or you have faith, and you have faith in the central end as a platform, as I do pretty much for both. I think that you know Mana um, is going to benefit from that because it, yeah. it is has so much room for growth, has so much room to take off. Now, if it doesn't take off, it doesn't take off. But that would mean that the platform doesn't. Unlike much of yeah. the industry at this crypto, you know, market, I think Mana is actually one of the most stable non-stable coins right and and i think that is 
it, it is because it yeah it, it and, I, and I agree with you with that tied to the development of the platform as the platform you know starts to develop and more people get into it and see it yeah. and see the actual use case which is awesome that it's tied to an actual use case I think it's going to gradually grow I don't think we're going to see huge booms in mana like we we saw when the land auctions happened and when um when the launch date was coming up i think what you could easily see though is two to three percent growth per month you know ad infinitum and and it's just going to keep getting better and better and better and and you know those kind of returns are great and maybe it'll be even faster than that i i I don't think that in and of itself without a complete failure of the platform or a complete failure of the cryptocurrency market, I don't think it's going to, you know, go too much lower. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm ready to enter back in. I'm a little hesitant about the cryptocurrency market right now because there's, a, you know, a lot of volatility probably coming up with the happening one way or the other. Um, but but I'm, I'm, you know, I feel pretty safe in yeah. Anna for the time being. And, you know, I might be wrong. Never know. I might, I might be totally wrong. I might be... I have all my eggs in the wrong baskets, you know, but you never know. That's, that's kind of the risk. And it's also what makes it fun. Um, but anyways, man, I really, I, having me on again. Um, I, you know, I really want to do this again uh, so that we could talk about the proposal soon. Um, maybe you want to talk about what we're going to do next time. And Yeah. And, yeah, we eventually. We're, so the next podcast is going to be just on the um, development of the proposal of how we we want to dist- how, how as a community how like because Clark Kent has probably made the best proposal of how the community wants the wearables to come out and how to maybe distribute or at least it's it's sort of a, an extremely good fl- framework for how this how the community kind of wants to vote on this or kind of just yeah, want to distribute so it depending on how many people are it, in the platform, obviously. And if you want to see it directly, I could DM me and I'll send it to you. I like the, the one disclaimer until we, until we actually do get into depth about it is that, you know, I just wanted to give everyone something that they could talk about and, and a structure that actually laid out proposals to do it. I'm not married to any of that at all. I think that, you know, I really what I'd like is to have a framework that we can build from. And I think that sometimes, you know, we see early versions of other proposals or we see things that aren't exactly ready to be seen by the community. And we kind of panic a little bit because they're not, you know, fully worked out or thought through. And so kind of what I wanted to do was to give an example of what a proposal might look like, a final, you know, proposal. And, you know, obviously, the, the goal is to have it edited to get I've gotten a lot of great ideas that I'll probably work into a revised version and release that. Um, but the reality is, like, if my proposal doesn't pass, that's totally fine. But if we start seeing some awesome new proposals that are like, thought out, and you know, yeah. that proposal probably took me 10 hours to write. And, and that's, that's a lot of time. And, and that's kind of what I do for a living is, you know, part of my job is writing structured memorandums and briefs and whatnot and so like this was kind of within my skill set but i don't think you need to be a lawyer to write these proposals i think what you just need is to take the time and to think through the issues and propose solutions your solution may not be the one that's adopted but the idea that the community 
gets involved at a deeper level and a, and a higher level of thought about these issues, I think is what's going to drive this platform forward and allow people to really become a part of creating a metaverse, you know, creating an economy, creating a governance system. You know, these are things that you mm. don't get to do. You know, I think that's why it's so cool is like our whole lives. We've been told this is the way it is. And here we're, we're getting to participate in creating it. And I, and I think that with that comes a certain sense of responsibility to try to do it right and not rush into things and not just move things to market as quickly as we can and to actually think through these things. And so my proposal is kind of just, you know, I hope that there's some good ideas in there. I tried to think about this particular issue, but, you know, this is, this issue isn't like, you know, my baby or anything. I just, I wanted to get a proposal out there so that people could start talking. And from what I've seen so far, far people, you know, agree with it. People disagree with it. They like aspects of it. And so, you know, I, I'm excited. I think we'll probably talk about that proposal a little bit more and try to build off of some of the ideas and, and kind of in between, if you guys have ideas that you want us to talk about, you know, let like coin Moses know or let me know, um, and, and we could kind of explore some of those topics and give our thoughts on it on the next podcast. But until then, if you guys want to read it, it's, it's around. It's also on the, the forum.defenseland.org. Forum. Yeah. And DM me, you know, because I have a, a private chat and everything like that. And if you guys want in, just let me know. And uh, we, we, it's a nice community, but for, to, to grow the nft space and because i understand the, the one reason why i started this whole kind of group was because i understand that a lot of people did not get into the land when it was cheap you know a thousand dollar i mean a thousand man a land most people have people would be drooling over that but like that that didn't happen for a lot of people you know and um I totally understand that, you know, for, for, for a lot of people, you know, so I have found that, to, yeah. that honestly, like yeah. most people will be able to build right. a lot and of the wealth in central and through wearables other than land who, to tell you know, the truth. Red nitrous is one of them. Uh, this guy star who's like on the forums, you know, just flipping stuff. I've seen uh, yes. him or her Smart guy. Um, do a really good job of flipping stuff. So I, I think that that, you know, you can see people who are just getting into it and they're making money and, and these guys are taking immediate profit and putting, you know, money in their pockets and that they didn't have before, just, you know, kind of starting small and, and, and working up. And I think there's an opportunity for that. And it's cool. You know, it's cool. Um, but thank you again, Litecoin Moses. I appreciate you having me. Um, I'm going to roll off yeah. if it's going to, uh, to have me on a platter. But um, I... I appreciate being here and I appreciate what you're doing, man. Getting out, getting out the good word. Yeah. I mean, I love this community and I, I'm just trying to grow it and I'm trying to grow it as well as get other communities in to Decentraland. You know, like I'm trying to get the Litecoin community. I'm trying to get, like the Tezos community, I'm trying to get the the Hex community into the central end. And then I've, I, I know it personally, at least I've gone to like 25, 30, 40, 40. I mean, literally it's been like probably 40 people into the central end myself that these are serious investors into this land. And, and I know of quite a few people that DM me over time, you know, over the, you know, since January, since I started this 
podcast about uh, Decentraland and all these wearables and um, all these other um, cryptocurrencies. You know, my whole podcast is about when I start talking about something is because I start seeing value in it to grow it. And um, this is only part one of part two. You know, like we're going to do an entire different podcast about me, me and Clark Kent talking about the other proposals. That was the <laughs> that that is literally probably what we did right now is probably the best podcast on wearables that has ever been done in the history of Decentraland. Yeah. Really, I mean, literally, like um, I'm like probably like ten shots deep in. <laughs> Dude, towards the are we are we going to use this? Yeah, we're going to use this for sure, dude. <laughs> we hit the limit of the app. How long yeah, we're talking about wearables. We limit and, and it started to get slurry. I was like, I was like, oh man, we should use that at least 10 shots. And I, for me, it was wearing off, but it was funny as hell, man. Dude, man, I love this shit. Like, I, I, I do, we have the, the, the dollar cost crypto is the literally the, highest rated fucking show on wearable is literally the crown jewel of wearables like talk if you're listening to this podcast right now oh my god you're gonna make some money <laughs> oh my god like i i'm gonna start looking into the, some of these um some of these like um christmas items that you were talking about and then like, oh, a lot of the other wearables. look at them but you can't freaking buy them man there's none for sale that's that's the really the part I left out is go ahead and try to buy them. You can't, which is why I thought it was crazy when I posted two of them, almost like gifts to throw out there and no one swooped them up. I was like, all right, well, that's, that's kind of interesting. Look, if you want some, let me know and I'll, I'll throw you a couple. I paid a decent amount for them, but um, I let will- me, yeah, let me know for sure, dude. Like, and that's the beauty of it too. Like a lot of these people, like, we're, nobody here is trying to monopolize anything. We're trying to help each other out so we all make money, you know? Yeah. And and we're trying to grow this thing positively and grow a community, you know? And, you know, there there should be a benefit for being for being early, you know? There's, you know, that's, that's the beauty of it, you know? Yeah. yeah. For sure, man. All right, well, I'm about to go cook something, so... I am, you know, excited for the for round two because round two gonna and round two is going to be hard and heavy too. You know, we're going to talk. Maybe we'll do maybe we'll do a quick, you know, if if we do it this weekend or later this week, we we do a quick recap on what the wearables market has done. Yes. Then because it's it's changing every single day. Yeah. It's something new. It's getting it, bought it, up. And, and I've been saying this for a while that the the wearables market is the hottest market in crypto. And and in in decentraland, like we, yeah. you have three markets in crypto. You have in, in decentraland, you have mana, land, wearables, and I think wearables are the hottest market in the game. Absolutely, Absolutely. right now for sure, it's the only place that you can make any yeah. real. real the the only time anything's going to beat wearables is going to be when eventually the game gets so popular that they release more land, and then from there we'll be talking about land. But eventually they'll go; it'll go straight back into wearables. Yeah, yeah, yep, for sure. And then other stuff, art could get really. Popular. Oh, right, right. Yeah, you're right. Three D models. I I could see like that aren't even NFTs. I could see sales. I mean, you look at MetaZone. We shouldn't get into all this now, but like MetaZone's doing a thing where they're they're allowing three D models to be sold for mana, and I think that'll become part of the game. I think there's going to be a lot of possibilities. You know, the possibilities are kind of endless with this, um, and new economies will form, and hopefully, we'll be there to kind of 
take people through them and try to evaluate those new economies because that's that's where the money is when the economy is new you know when when uh when things are just getting started you you know first mover advantage yeah but um thanks again man i uh really had a good time talking <laughs> me to you. too dude i like i love it dude the, this is why i started this podcast as well is i wanted to talk to like minded people and i i like feel not crazy about what i'm doing you know <laughs> Like, really, I mean, it's so, before the internet, man, like, most people on crypto would have never met at all, you know, and then, like, we've been able to make good friends, you know, a lot of the times, if you listen to a lot of stories of people from the 50s and the 40s and the 60s and 70s and the 80s, like, they're just so lonely because they never got to connect with anybody that was like-minded, and then... These are lonely times, man. We're all sitting at home trying to, you know, pass the days. It's great. It's great to have the the dcl community and friends in that respect to kind of pass it by and you guys and you know all the guys that that are are keeping me sane right now yeah so where can people follow you clark so i i don't i'm in the process of making a dcl twitter so i please dude please i couldn't figure out how to do it so what i'm gonna do is this by the next time we have I will have made a DCL Twitter that people can follow. The one I made and didn't do, didn't know what I was doing already has four followers. So you thank you for four people who randomly followed it. Even I, you know, had no idea what I was doing and just, you know, put it, but there will be a real one and I will, I will get out a name for now. Just, you know, if you want to talk to me, shoot me a message on discord, um, Clark Kent. Um, but I, uh, I will have a, 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 the first thing I'll tell everyone next time is my Twitter handle that, that, that I can say I will do. All right. Definitely. Yeah, dude. And like, yeah, follow me Litecoin Moses on Twitter at Litecoin Moses. Like you'll see in my bio, I've got, I've got a uh, Charlie Lee in my, in my little uh, banner ad, little banner. And when you click my profile and uh link to my podcast and yeah, follow me on Twitter. That's the main place where I conversate at. And, um, I'm on Telegram, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Twitter, and I'm on Discord. And um, please just send me a DM. I'll, I'll always answer. It might take me a little, a couple hours, but I will eventually get back to you. You know, and um, yeah, I rate my podcast, and I'm trying to grow this thing because the bigger we get, this the more people we get into central end, and you know, hopefully we we beat out crypto voxels and sand and sandbox. <laughs> Yeah. All right, dude. I will. Uh, I will talk to you soon, brother. All right, man, man. You have a good one, dude. All right, take care. Later. Bye. Bye. Hey, thank you for listening. And uh, more tips coming soon, man. This market, this market's early, and these tips are fucking hot, man. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Just have fun with it. Yeah. Just have have fun and just be careful. You know, obviously, you know. And um, I'm very bullish on cryptocurrency, man. And damn, man, so bullish. Bye. Yeah, man. All right, man. Uh, I will. Uh, I'll talk to you soon. See you next time. Hey, see you next time.